Barron, and we are back again for our second half. Our sponsor for this half is Marianne McNally. She is a residential real estate specialist with Next Home Realty Connection. If you are looking to buy a home or sell a home, she is definitely your go-to girl, and she can be reached at 503-409-4389. And please continue to pray for her as she is currently going through her own battle. Well, we have a wonderful guest with us on the phone. Yes. Sharon, you still with us? I am, uh-huh. Yay. Well, at the start, remember we were talking about the fact that Bob didn't let grass grow anything like Yes, with World Food Day. <laughs> World Food Day, which is in two days. Mm-hmm. So Monday, October 16th is World Food Day. This year's theme is Water is Food, and we are going to talk to Mickey Meisner in an upcoming episode to give us more in-depth from the water lady herself. Perfect. But... The fact that, it, that we're talking about food and how powerful food is, it's going to be a great tie-in to the, really the next part of your story, Sharon. Um, you had been, been doing that job for a number of years. Interestingly to me, as you and I were talking about the timeline, I met Yvonne Nidegger towards the end of 2019. My wife had gone up to Portland. Mm-hmm. She was doing a run called the Girlfriend, uh, Country Girl Run. And I get there a little early. There's all these. I kind of expect the vendors that have shoes to sell and, you know, it's a run. But then I see this booth. That's the Breast Friends booth. I knew who you guys were. I said, no, anybody there. And I go over. Yvonne had left at that moment. So I went and watched my wife take off running. And I knew I had about an hour until she was going to get back. So I went back and had a wonderful conversation with Yvonne, which is how I got invited to come to your main office. Yvonne had probably just taken that job over at the end of 2019. Is, am I correct? Yes, yes. I I chose to retire and step um, step back from Breast Friends. I mean, I'm always going to be the co-founder, but you know, as far as working day to day, no, I'm not. I'm not there any longer, which is giving me that opportunity to be a full time RVer. So, <laughs> so what um, what was your reasoning? What was your impetus for retiring? Well, unfortunately, my daughter was diagnosed um, at 33, and that was in 19 or 2017, excuse me. And in 19, unfortunately, after going through her chemo and surgeries and the whole nine yard, and she had a complete um, uh, response from the chemo. There wasn't a cancer cell in her breast when they did take the breast away. And uh, unfortunately, it came back metastatic two years later, or 18 months later, actually. And so um, that was pretty scary because it was triple negative as well, um, which is lesser researched. It's just a smaller percentage of women who have triple negative. Um, breast cancer, so if yeah, I, it was pretty pretty scary. Get, and it, honestly, it, it, um, interrupt you just you know, for a second, Sharon. Uh, if again, if the listeners go back to podcast number sixty five, was when you joined us to talk about Carrie Burwell, who lives in Albany, and you did a great job at that episode of describing what triple negative was because yeah. I didn't know. So could, could you could you circle back just for a second? Let the listeners know exactly what triple negative is because that's a like you said, it's rare, and I think it would be good for the listeners yeah, to know. What- it's reasonably rare. Yeah, it's probably five percent, five to seven percent of the breast cancers wow. are triple negative. And what what it is 
is, um, for instance, my breast cancer was estrogen positive, progesterone positive, and um, uh, we didn't even know about HER2 back then. <laughs> so I don't, I'm assuming I had negative on that one. But um, so those would be positive things. Okay, so negative means it wasn't estrogen positive, it wasn't HER2 positive, and it wasn't progesterone positive. So basically triple negative. And, uh, and honestly, what that means is they're not really sure what's causing the cancer or what's feeding the cancer. That's scary. And so that makes it um, even more difficult to treat. Yeah. And so if, they just kind of throw the kitchen sink at you and hope something sticks. And if I remember correctly, you said that if any of those other three are positive, there's things they can do to slow down the production of that particular item. But if it's negative, right. they don't know what to do. Exactly, because they don't they don't have the the magic bullet, you know, to be able to know what is feeding the cancer that is continuing it to grow, and um, because of that, um, I just didn't have the bandwidth, being perfectly honest, to deal with lots of other ladies that were, um, you know, coming through breast friends, and also deal with my daughter's potential um, seriousness of her cancer. So, so, yeah, it was a pretty scary time, as you can well imagine. Um, and, and then, um, and that luckily... Was, that was four um, years ago, right? Four years ago? Yeah, that was in 19. Uh-huh. Okay. And so that's when, you know, I was able to um, pull back from Breast Friends, and Yvonne was um, uh, ready to take over my, my position. So that was a great segue to her. And then in doing that, um, you know, my daughter took this whole thing very, very seriously, as you need to, um, and uh, read Radical Remission and lots of other um, literature and um, studies and all of this. And luckily, she did um, uh, qualify for a, um, uh, a trial. And it worked fabulously, but also she completely changed her lifestyle and her eating habits and, you know, everything changed her life. Um, And good news is she is no evidence of disease today. No evidence of disease. Those are the the words you want to hear. Yes. Those are those famous words. Yes, indeedy. You got to hear that. (laughs) Um, What I found intriguing when you were describing this to me, Sharon, was it was it was very similar to what Brenda went through where she has the cancer on the left breast and they do the radical mastectomy, but then it came back and attached itself to the, to the implant. Well, you told me that, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, but in your daughter's case, they did a double mastectomy, but it didn't come back uh, in the breast area. It came back in her back, right? Yeah. She had two little nodules on her back that were concerning and, then when they checked those out, they were actually breast cancer um, that had grown in these little nodules on her back. And then when they did the MRI, she also had it in her lungs. So I, I remember when I was talking to Marianne, and Marianne told me that it had come back for her. Now, hers came back triple negative and had gone into her bones. And I said, how do they know it's not bone cancer? And apparently they can take a sample right. and look at it, and they realize, well, this is breast cancer in your bones. In your daughter's case, it wasn't it wasn't skin cancer on her back; it was breast cancer on her back. Interesting. 
Exactly. Cancer is so bizarre. It doesn't have rules. It is. There's no rules. It just plays how it wants to. Yeah. Exactly. And it mutates and it changes and it does all sorts of crazy stuff. And, you know, when you think you figured it out, you haven't. It changes. (laughs) It shows you you haven't. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I do know that Chris talks in his book about taking massive action. And I, you know, I'm a big advocate with kicking cancer that if, if you're here way on the left and you want to be way on the right and you can just start making some incremental changes, so, you know, changing your diet, reducing your sugar, all those kind of things, incremental changes is, is better than no change at all. But when you have Absolutely. a big diagnosis like your daughter, you, you have to have to take massive action. And that's what Chris talks about is this massive action. In your daughter's case, that massive action was like dramatic eating changes. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, um, she went completely plant-based and, um, has, you know, um, pretty much reduced, um, I mean, not reduced, eliminated, uh, sugar, um, alcohol, you know, these kinds of things Mm -hmm. to, um, to get to this place of, of no evidence of, of, of the disease. Well, and the other thing I think that your daughter did that is such an interesting example of massive action is there is more and more evidence that stress triggers cancer cells. And, and your oh, daughter absolutely. did something, yeah. this is intriguing to me, your daughter did something to get the stress out of her life. What did she do? Um, my daughter is a, an amazing hair uh, stylist, um, uh, colorist. She had her own salon in in Brooklyn for many, many years, and basically she now still goes to New York um, probably once a month to do her clients, but she lives in Sonoma. She has changed her lifestyle completely. She meditates. She, um, you know, has dealt with the trauma that was in her life in the past and all sorts of things. I mean, it's it's a long list, um, but... You know, food is probably number one part of that, stress. And then, you know, getting uh, exercise, movement, um, you know, just taking care of yourself, just really um, having a self-care regimen that you are are committed to has been huge in her life. Uh, Brent, when Brenda called in, she talked about her taking her self-care so seriously and it, it, it is unfortunate that you have to have that big of a scare in your life to put a self-care regimen in place. But I called Brenda the other morning and says, well, I'm getting ready to go for my run. I'll call you when I get back. It's Arizona. It's you in Arizona. She's going to go for a run. But <laughs> that that yep. is just so important to her that she gets that done. And we talked after she got done. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. So those are those are huge things. And I think for women, it tends to feel selfish. When we take care of ourselves, which is so sad, um, and and we need to get beyond thinking that because it's not selfish. Because honestly, if you are not at your best, how can you possibly give to others? Yeah, mm-hmm. I took a self care day on Saturday or uh, last Saturday, and my um, husband, I was like, I feel bad. I've got laundry to do. I've got uh, dinner to make, and he was like, just stop, just relax. All of this will still be here. He was like, you do so much for everybody. Just take a break. It's okay. Yep. Yep. 
So I binged watched it's, one of my favorite really shows. Important. <laughs> it's really important. It is important. Yeah. And we do feel guilty because it's like, well, I've got so much to do, but it is very, very important. Do you remember when Carmen Sabrero was on the show, the, our Latino friend? Yes. And we were talking about why um, it was it was intriguing, Sharon, because I had this conversation with Allison Hancock, who's the current director of Breast Friends. Mm-hmm. The prediction this year is that breast cancer will be the number two for women, unless you're Latino, then it's number one. So we had Carmen mm-hmm. come in and talk about that because she is Latino. I was like, why do you think breast cancer is number one? And and she said within the Latino community specifically, it is almost like the expectation that the, the, the wife, the mom, takes care of the family. And she's the last person right. she takes care of is herself. Mm-hmm. That's me too. Uh, yep. <laughs> and that self-care is so important. Yeah. There was something else yep. you mentioned and last so- time. Go, go ahead, Sharon. No, I was just going to say that that whether it's you know eating better, and even if you're you're you know you get pushed back from your family or your kids or whatever, you need to do it for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there was something that you mentioned on podcast sixty nine, and I remember I was driving to a meeting in Corvallis, listening back to that podcast. And I thought, well, we should actually have Sharon call back in. And I called you, and I know you're a busy lady, so I expected to leave a voicemail, but you actually answered the phone. (laughs) And we talked about bringing this subject back up. On that podcast, you mentioned there's a lot of treatments that are out there to deal with the, the breast cancer, and those are important to get rid of the breast cancer. But sometimes the side effect from the treatment can can be devastating as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I want to, um, you go know, ahead. go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, you know, like chemo brain, for instance. I mean, if anyone's gone through chemo and felt like they were in a fog afterward, yeah, you are <laughs> because it, it really does um, mess with your cognitive ability, um, at least for a while. And most people, it comes back, but while you're going through it, you feel awful. You feel I mean, I remember going back to work um, after being off for 11 months and wondering if I could even do the job. Couldn't remember passwords. Couldn't remember how to do this, that, and the other thing that I'd done for years. But, you know, it's just, it, it definitely affects your cognitive abilities when you go through um, chemo. Well, and one of the things that Amanda and I are trying to do through this show is just bring awareness. We're not placing judgment on people's decisions, just right. bringing awareness to um, if you do A, then B might happen. We're not telling you don't do A, that's still your decision. But here's something I wanted to read, and I wanted to get your feedback on this, uh, Sharon. So this, again, is from the book Chris Beat Cancer. Chris Wark battled through his own cancer, wrote an amazing book. He says, doctors and researchers have known that chemotherapy causes more aggressive cancers to spread throughout the body since chemotherapy was first introduced. One example Mm. is the cancer drug tamoxifen, which has been reported Mm -hmm. to reduce a woman's risk of a secondary estrogen receptor positive breast cancer by 60%. So we're we're taking tamoxifen because you have a 60% uh, chance that your estrogen positive won't come back. Right. I was on that for five years, yes. Okay. So, So you're familiar with tamoxifen. Yes. He says, but 
if the cancer does return, it is four times more likely to be more aggressive, estrogen receptor negative breast cancer. Tamoxifen also increases a woman's risk for uterine cancer and potential fatal blood clots. So mm-hmm. as, as I read this... Yeah, I, 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 all drugs, unfortunately, whether they're a statin or a, or a tamoxifen for breast cancer, you know, everything we take ends up having some other side effect. And if that's great enough, then you need another drug to help you with that. Jeez. So, yeah. That's why you don't want to go down this path. Yeah. Well, and it sounds like what he says there is you take the tamoxifen before the estrogen negative, and if it comes back, it it increases your four times more likely it could be estrogen positive. Okay, so let me let me clarify something. So please do. You wouldn't be if you were if you were um, hormone negative or you know like like my daughter was triple negative. You would not be on tamoxifen, okay? Because it is designed to remove the estrogen out of your system, okay? So when you go through chemotherapy, one of those um, one of the reasons you're doing that is because it's taking away the estrogen out of your system and the progesterone out of your system if you're positive in those things. Yeah, I I, I, so, I have the book in front of me now. It says, woman's risk of estrogen receptor positive breast cancer. Exactly, exactly. But if and the cancer so comes then back... If, if it comes back, if it comes back as... Um, uh, triple negative or, you know, negative for the estrogen piece of the puzzle. Correct. Then, then obviously it has morphed. It has changed in your body. It has mutated to the place where now it is being fed by something, but it's not what it originally was being fed by. So after 20 plus years with breast friends and numerous ladies, is there is there great advice on what to do if you're going to do this? There it might co- is there really good advice as far as if you take the tamoxifen, it might do this, but it might also do that? It's, it's all a personal choice. Um, reality is that they do so many studies, and so, but everything is statistics. Um, and I love the way Becky used to talk about statistics because, you know, she would like survey a room and find one person who was six foot tall and another person who was five foot tall. And then you would say, well, the median in that room was five and a half feet. (laughs) Well, no. (laughs) Right, right. I mean, maybe there's a few people that are five foot five or five foot six, excuse me. Right. But. But no, that's not, I mean, so it's an average, right? And so, you know, I might react differently than someone else in that group who's on that drug. In my case, the tamoxifen did what it was designed to do, which was to keep the estrogen out of my system because my tumor was being fed by that estrogen, okay? Um, And I was fortunate that I did not have a recurrence. Um, it did not come back in any shape or form, thank goodness. But, you know, unfortunately, about 30% of the people will have a recurrence. It's a large amount, too, 30%. Well, 
So I, I'm hearing it's, two. I'm hearing two. Lot. I'm hearing two really great messages here, Sharon. Um, I like the analogy that Becky would use with the room, because yes, there might be one lady that's six feet and one lady that's five feet. Doesn't mean that the that the the rest of them are all five foot six. So statistics exactly. are they statistics are what they are. Um, exactly. But the other thing I'm, I'm hearing you say, and it's really kind of what Amanda and I are trying to do with this show, is we just want to give you some information. And in Sharon's right. case, the tamoxifen did exactly what it was designed to do. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Does it it mean- did. And luckily, luckily it, it, um, it, it accomplished what it was supposed to do, and I am now 30 years cancer-free. That's so amazing. Yeah. So I... It, it, I don't want yeah. the listeners to get the wrong impression. I'm not bashing tamoxifen because you're living proof that it works. Right. Yeah, absolutely. But again, it's a personal choice. And again, that's why you need to really look at the studies and make a, a, um, an educated decision for yourself. Some people are extremely um, sensitive to drugs. Um, even chemotherapy, you know, some people are in bed and very, um, dis- I mean, it, it pretty much takes away your functioning ability most days. Others, full time, and it's, you know, they they figure it out. You know, they do it, and it's not as hard on their system. Uh, some people have a hard time with, with chemotherapy and breathe through radiation if they have to do that. Others, they some I've talked to who breathe through um, their chemotherapy and radiation was horrible. So, I mean, it just depends on the person. Everybody is different. And so that's why it's really essential to make your own decisions after you've educated yourself. Well, and the other thing that I, I would really hope the listeners are getting out of this is the support system is so critical and breast cancer is still very prevalent. And if somebody, Sharon, if somebody wanted to, even though you're not involved now, if somebody wanted to get a hold of Breast Friends, how would they do that? It's breastfriends.org. Phone number is 503-598-8048. And, um, yeah, we have amazing programs, whether you're just found out you have breast cancer all the way from, you know, I've been a survivor now for five years and, you know, I really shouldn't be worrying about it, <laughs> um, but we do. Uh, we have lots of things for, you know, camaraderie and like the survivor luncheon, as you can, you know, as we talked about before, that is for everyone who's gone through a cancer diagnosis. And, um, and then we have lots of other, we have walking programs. We have we had our first run this year. We have like art um, expression kind of workshops. We have everything for that kind of to deal with it. I'm even doing another um, retreat, um, uh, and so that those are those are really important things to plug in. And it doesn't really matter how long it's been since you've gone through your cancer. I agree. Well, and we've been following a little timeline, and it's uh, a bit fortuitous. You and I had this conversation, uh, Sharon, about you know whether it was a coincidence or was a God thing. But in in our timeline that I was going to bring, it is it is late October, or it's October 2020. It's late 2020. Typically, the baseball team here in town has a cancer awareness weekend, but in 2020, 
they weren't having the baseball season. Right. So they had an, an, an evening. It was a cancer awareness night, and they had the local college have a game between like an A squad and a B squad. So it wasn't even an actual baseball game, which is a scrimmage between the college here in town. Okay. But that was their cancer awareness night. And I reached out to Becky, who was still full fighting, was not feeling great in October 2020, but she showed up and threw the first pitch out Okay. at cancer awareness night. That's awesome. We, we have a store. It's 3737 Cherry Avenue here in Kaiser. It's right behind the Physique Fitness. We also have an online e-commerce. If you go to kicking-cans.org, where it says get involved, it says buy a shirt. I'm going to make an offer to our listeners right now. We have pink shirts, we have a pink hat, and we have a wonderful pink beanie now that it's getting colder out. Any one of those, if you get any one of those, I'm going to give you $10 off the price, and I'm going to give that $10 to Breast Friends. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. Pleasure flowers. That's very sweet. That is amazing. A a shirt would be $25. We're going to knock that down to $15. Or if you choose to make a donation, I will send that donation to Breast Friends. But we're going to honor pink and his hat, beanie, or shirt. I love it. Ten bucks off. I love it. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us all the way there in California. And I want to give a huge shout out to Marianne McNally. She is a residential real estate specialist with Next Home Realty Connection. If you're looking to buy a home or sell a home, she is your go-to at 503-409-4389. And we'll be back next week as as the the movement continues. continues.